What's happening, everybody? This is Ryan for The Scale-Up Show. I have Stefan Smolders, the CEO or former CEO and founder, chief strategy officer of Expandy. Man, this guy, I love this guy. I met him live at one of the events, the, a founder event that I went to. He has bootstrapped to $8 million in revenue in about four years, which is absolutely amazing. He did 700 demos within the first three months just to make shit happen. So love his story, love his his candor and how to cut through and leverage some growth marketing tactics on LinkedIn to really, really explode. So uh, I hope you check this out. I love the episode. I love talking with Stefan and I hope you enjoy the show. How do you grow like a VC backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Stanley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Stefan Smolders, who is the founder of Expandy and currently the chief strategy officer. He's on his way to scaling a SaaS bootstrap company at 10 million ARR. He's building in public. I've met Stefan at events before, seen him speak. He's absolute fire. So, really, really excited to talk about what he's doing over at Expandy and how he's breaking the mold of success on LinkedIn. Stefan, welcome. Happy to have you on the show, man. Yeah, thank, thanks for such a warm introduction. And finally, uh, after we met already a couple of times in, <laughs> in, in, in person, to be finally a guest in uh, in your great show. And I really appreciate yeah. oh, it. Man, thanks, man. It's, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. Like, I really enjoyed our time together when we, we met. What was this? This was in Austin last year, right? So it was almost like a yeah. year ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in the cowboy environment, right? At the state. Yeah, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. We met there at, at like uh, a founder event, which was awesome. And then uh, you were speaking at that. And then from there, we ran into each other again at, at SAS Open. And so it's it's awesome to have you on, man. So really, really excited. Uh, and so let, let's give everyone a quick understanding of your background and kind of like where you're at on the stage of the journey. I know I highlighted it in your intro, but I think there's some really cool things. So you got, where are you guys exactly at in terms of your ARR? Yeah, we, we, we are around 8 million ARR uh, USD right, right now. Uh, we launched our software a bit less than four years ago uh, to be uh, 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 shared exactly. I think it was in 15 November, 2019. So we, we, we it's all within four years. A very, very exciting journey it somehow looks from the outside like an overnight success but it took me years of failure lessons learned retries um which uh, which uh, was at least seven eight years but i never gave up and 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 try to solve from one problem another problem and that's how actually expandy was was uh, was born wow dude i didn't know that so seven to eight years of learning, right? Hard learning and, and failures prior to to the path that you're on, you know, prior to the four years that you've been here. Is that was that accurate? Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about this before. No, we we, we never talked about it before, but to give you a small recap, uh, my first experience as 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 a as a founder, I I, I took together with Glenn, my, my current co-founder, 500 k VC money and we burned everything through it before we launched a product. So that was by far <laughs> the, the the worst experience and, and and also the first one it took me mentally a bit to recover from that and that oh, yeah. also made me aware that i never wanted to get in the same position so for, from there a bit later 
as a growth marketer and, 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 and with, with a pure marketing background, I always got triggered by identifying website visitors. And in, in Google, you only could see where they came from, but not the identification. So our first serious SaaS we launched as a side hustle, me and Glenn, was an IP tracking software that was called Lead Express, but similar like Lead Feeder, Albacross, um, such kind of a tools. And we managed to push it with the traditional marketing to, to, to let's say, 1,000 subscriptions. And most of our users were small business owners, marketers, and they liked really to see who was visiting their website. And they got quite excited. But the main challenge for them was converting these identifications into opportunities and get appointments. And after I found out actually that it was for them more and nice to have software, um, I thought I actually need to find a solution to help them book these appointments on a non-traditional way. So I jumped from there on LinkedIn as a newbie with 143 connections. And now we are talking about five and a half years ago. And uh, I never ever leveraged LinkedIn at that time point for, 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 for commercial uh, uh, purposes. So I deep dived in it with all the energy time I had and I tried to master it as good as possible. And after a couple of months, it became by far my number one lead channel. So I started to document what I was doing and, 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 um, sort of try to de- de- develop workflows from, from that. And then I took on some complaining customers from my previous Lead Express software to do exactly the same for them and try to book appointments for them. So that was the start of managing a an, an, an service-based agency focused on lead gen for, for C-level decision makers on LinkedIn. And um, after managing five customers um, with two left hands and one Excel sheet, it, it, it became a bit of a challenge to follow up on all these activities. And I thought, let's be clever and try to search for some automations, which can at least automate these boring repetitive tasks. And I found a bunch of tools, mainly Chrome extended with impressive features, but mostly of the types designed for single users. And all these automations were always running on my screen as a browser. Um, So after my wife was calling me for dinner and I had opened 20 browser sessions to run A-B tests and uh, uh, different kind of things, I always got stuck at some point. So it was very frustrating to manage and leverage such tools from an agency perspective. Mm -hmm. So actually out of frustration, I shared everything with with, with Glenn and he just said, let's build the thing ourselves. We build it in the cloud. We, 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 We put an intelligent architecture behind it. LinkedIn will not detect it. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was how we, uh, how we actually started. And we, at that time point, could never imagine that we would reach such a revenue level as where we are right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's amazing, man. And to do it all bootstrapped is, is fantastic. I guess so, so when you started the agency work, once you, you kind of had that apple fall on your head and you're like, uh, okay, LinkedIn's the way to go. I got to figure this out. How long was it from that point in time to the point in which you started getting repeatable revenue at Expandy? I think uh, it, it, it took us at least nine months to, to, to build a basic version of Expandy. And I think after five months, I was able to experiment with it and pivot in the market and test, test uh, 
at that time point quite buggy uh, uh, tool Glenn made. But I approached in the beginning only people who were leveraging IP tracking softwares because I knew that they most likely liked that software, but were actively searching for, for, for ways to do acquisition. And I thought LinkedIn could be a, a good alternative for them. And, and I only approached Dutch local uh, 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 companies who are doing that. And they all acknowledged that they were challenging, leveraging such uh, softwares. But it took me 30 minutes, or let's say 20 minutes, to convince them that LinkedIn was the right platform. Another 20 minutes on top of that to convince them that automation is the way to go. And after one week, they came back to me what I actually need to send to get a reply. So I thought it's not, not scalable. So I did a step back, an hour better. And before we launched, I actually decided maybe I am the ideal ICP of this software, we need to launch it uh, uh, globally and actually only need to find agency owners who are already in love with LinkedIn, who uh, manage a bunch yeah. of profiles. And um, yeah, that's the, the, the direction we started to go from there. But the time spent between the agency activities I started on LinkedIn up until the moment that we launched Expandi, I think it's, it's, it's around two years. That's fantastic, man. So. And one of the things too, like, can you give us, cause we, we kind of skipped over this part. Usually I have you explain kind of like in two or three sentences, exactly what your solution does and, and the outcome it creates. So can you just give you the listener some, some context on that? Yeah, we, we, we started launching Expandi with the main focus on automating your LinkedIn lead gen activities. And on top of that, the, 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 the searching part. So, our tool enables you to scrape people from LinkedIn and to leverage them in automated follow-up campaigns uh, in different priorities. And that's how we started. And that, that was in the beginning very basic, but only be able to retrieving in Sales Navigator and a basic search up until a connection request and a follow-up message from, from, from there. And now it's, it's, it's that advanced that you can design, uh, uh, for example, hundreds of different scenarios, uh, uh, retrieve people from out of the box uh, 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 ways, uh, let's say scrape events, uh, uh, scrape anyone's post on LinkedIn, uh, retrieve uh, poll results uh, based on answers. Um, so it developed a lot during, uh, during the last years and also the needs and LinkedIn is changing. So uh, we try to, 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 to go with them. Okay. Sounds good. And uh, so that makes sense. And obviously there's a big need for can, but can you help me with something before we even get to the next thing? Can you help me with one <laughs> thing? Can you help me and it, just like, just hit the red button and basically eliminate every single person that reaches out and asks me over DM if I want to buy a franchise? Like, that, <laughs> like you would, that's like up there with world hunger uh, in terms of solving that problem. And I'm not saying they're on your platform or anything. I'm joking. Right. Cause it's, it's, Here's the profile. I even wrote a post on this. It drives me batshit crazy because it'll be it'll be usually like a hot chick, a hot woman, or a very attractive man, and they'll have like one to two connections, uh, maybe five max, right? Very attractive picture, uh, and then their background experience is like Google, Meta, something else, and it's like the most obvious fake profile ever. And they're just like, hey. We want you to check out this franchise opportunity. I don't know if you've seen that or whatever. It's just one of the weirdest things. 
Um, maybe I just look like a guy who wants to buy franchises. I don't know, but that's probably the most frequent message I get on LinkedIn, which is just crazy. I think we all, unfortunately, still receive these kinds of, uh, of our approaches. And I always make a joke if, if I do a keynote or, or a live session and show some basic examples. And it's, it, it, I think it's, 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 I, I started to see these things in 2017, right? But, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, still way too many people are trying to leverage these 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 uh, spray and pray approaches with. Oh yeah, but definitely no results. Well, it happens in email too. It's not it's not anything specific to LinkedIn or Facebook. I mean, it happens on every single yeah. scalable platform like that. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. Now, like, I want to shift gears a little bit, though. Something really cool that you as an organization is done have done, and then what preceded it, which I think is even cooler, is you're about, what, 12,500 companies are using Expandy right now? Is that what I hear? They're, like, based yeah, on yeah, the research? Yeah, we, we have um, a bit more now, 16,000 active profiles who are leveraging our software. That's amazing. <clears throat> okay, so you got 16,000 active profiles. And then, now, this is the part that I was blown away by, and you mentioned this before. And so I wanted to give you props on this because like one of the things that when we spoke and when I met you the first time, you mentioned about how many dem- demos you did in the first three months. How many demos did you do in the first three months when you first started? <laughs> A bit more than 700. <laughs> 700. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's freaking wild, right? So walk us through that story, that journey, because I love, and I'm a psycho when it comes to intensity. Like when I go after something, I go all in, right? <laughs> um, so I love the fact that, and when I say like you were a psycho, like I mean that in a compliment complimentary way, right? Because yeah. like it takes a certain <laughs> level of person, dedication, and just determination to knock out seven hundred demos in three months, just to schedule them, right? And then to do them all too. So walk us through that journey, exactly what happened, mm. and like how you did that, man. Because I, I love the maybe, fact that you just made most, it happen with that. Maybe the most funny thing to start with is that my English was at such a worse level that if I Rewatch one of these demos. <laughs> it, it, it was um, horrible. You a translator it, or something. Basically, it was like it was like broken. Yeah, I, I was using the wrong words and I meant something else. But I think it was my my grinding and hustling and enthusiasm and 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 these kind of things which which brought me through it. But yeah, as an early stage startup, bootstrapped with with not that uh, uh, much money available to 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 hire great people. We did a lot of things ourselves, and we pivoted. On top of that, uh, yeah, we launched our tool globally in different continents, also with different time zones. So yeah, I, I was working around sixteen, seventeen hours a day, and mainly running uh, uh, demos. Um, so it, it was an insane time, at, at least for three, four, five months that I was doing that. It brought us a lot because it really helped me to understand 
in these days, what are the real pains from these audiences? Is it really a lack of features? Is it, is it, uh, 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 did, did we do the right things? Why are they already considering us with the established names in, in, in this particular niche? So the greatest learnings I got from it was that it really helped me to develop our future marketing strategy. And then I found out it's kind of a sort of a great niche. And it's not always about features and, 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 and these things in the building mode. And I found out that it was especially for these other agency owners that they really resonate with my story as a previous agency owner on LinkedIn. I did exactly the same as, as them. I faced the same challenges. So that was a huge plus to, 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 to get them into uh, the expanding story. And on top of that, um, it, it was mainly the personal contact, what made the difference. Oh, the, the founder of this tool, he, 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 he's able to provide me a demo to share his thoughts, uh, the future of LinkedIn, uh, why they are different. And that was a huge differentiator, especially at that time from all the other tools out there. As everybody was hiding themselves for LinkedIn, maybe somehow scared that Bill Gates should come one day and spank and, 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 and crack down all of these tools. And I thought... If you really want to catch us or if you want to do that, you will find me anyway. If I hide myself, it, it makes no difference. So I always tried to put myself as a frontier into everything we did with Expandi. And also in the beginning, it really helped to build the relationships and the trust and that we are reliable and a real company and try to manage it like that way. But it uh, took definitely some uh, some huge efforts to Maintain that for four months. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I, I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I, were you, was, so a couple of follow-ups on that, uh, which I, I love the fact that your, your story, right? That, that you integrated that in there and that you gave people a way to connect with you that way. Is that what you started? Like, so once it took hold, right? Or once you started to see some traction, uh, did you lead with that at the beginning? It's like, hey, this is why I'm doing it. This is exactly why I'm doing it. These are the problems I faced, and this is this is why I created this. Did you kind of like position it that way, or how did you integrate your why into the those demos? Yeah, I, 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 I was about a couple of things aware when when we when we started to build it. First of all, that at that time point there was a huge buzz around using such kind of a third party apps on LinkedIn. On the left side, anyone and everyone wanted to leverage such tools, but on the right side. They were also a bit of a scared in terms of a safety. Will, uh, will my profile get restricted? Will it get flagged? Will I lose my profile? Due to the fact that one of our previous competitors, they got in problems with LinkedIn. And in reality, maybe a handful of people lost their LinkedIn profiles. And the bus was so huge that it looked like at that time point that maybe hundreds of thousands of people were losing their profiles by leveraging such tools. So I... I only took advantage of the of this opportunity and I pronounced before we launched Expandia's real safest tool out there. And in the first couple of months, I was praying that it did not fall apart in, in, in the back end, but I kept screaming it. And of course we, we optimized and we did, uh, uh, my, my colleagues did, did a great job to, to build an intelligent architecture and with all these dedicated IPs, but I think that combined with me jumping in calls, be available, show my face, 
was a huge success factor and a differentiator for ourselves. The second thing was that all these great tools, they, they, they were only pronouncing with headlines on their websites, use our tool, you will 10x your results, you will 10x this, you will 10x that. And I thought, we actually need to educate people on how, on the practical side, how to get these 10x results. So we started to leverage our own tool, designing out-of-the-box strategies. And the best performing ones, we took them apart. We documented everything we did, the how, the why, uh, how we connected the dots. We put in all the practical examples in terms of a messaging, what we tested, the proofs, we screenshots, and we started heavily to distribute all these pieces of content. And that drove so many people. And because we tested all these strategies, we were so sure and confident that it should work for other people as well, that somehow we became sort of the CNN for LinkedIn lead generation and people who want to level up their LinkedIn and get inspiration about strategies. They always visited our blog and we always did that for free. We provided so much value and people improved on LinkedIn. And, and uh, yeah, that, that started to create an, an audience and, 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 oh, yeah. and gain trust. And so these things combined were definitely made a huge impact on our success. Yeah. yeah, I could, I mean, I can imagine, and, and I've seen your content, like your content's really solid. And with that, so I, I can see by leading to that and then combining, you did kind of like the alternative message where everybody else was like that faceless stock photo. Uh, for, <laughs> I'm not going to mention what company, but faceless stock photo for LinkedIn lead gen. So uh, I, I get it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of that. So Let's kind of progress a little bit and, and talk about, you know, some of the things you just mentioned there is like, hey, we deconstructed our best strategies and how they they elevated growth. And then we shared those with our customers, kind of like did what you did internally um, and then just shared it with everything. And so in light of that and all the data you've seen, I guess, walk us through what would you say is like the and let, let's let's play this scenario out. Right. I'll give you specifics. But let's say you're trying to grow a product led growth solution for B2B market, right? And it could be not not like your solution, but let's say something similar price range, right? For folks that live on LinkedIn, you know, how would you approach that in terms of like not just creating a system, but like tactically executing that growth strategy from zero to let's say a million if we were- A million, yeah. Right now, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I, I should mainly do and, and use the success factors we, we, we leveraged at Expandia as well. And that, that, that were mainly two things. We're still driving 90% of our new signups through inbound marketing. Actually, content and distributing these pieces of content the right way. Um, on top of that, we created a close community where we were able to get to build a relationship with our customers and 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 and, and the future customers we, we we were able to get a feedback and 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 we captured them to warm them up for 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 at the end trying our tools so i should definitely uh leverage the same strategies and what works best is 
trying to build a personal brand because I think a tool or a software is just a software. It needs to have a face, a frontier, someone in front of that who represents that brand. So I think that's that's definitely the first thing um, I should do again. And in terms of content, I, it depends on the audiences. I should mainly focus on, on if it's B2B on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And try to gain audiences by providing as much practical value as possible. They can apply straight away by leveraging that particular tool. And what works best for me is always sort of a giveaway strategy where I do a post on Twitter or LinkedIn. I made a GIF animation of something people can accomplish or they can get. It can be an ebook. It can be a, 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 a guide to master a specific strategy. And then I should obviously post about it. And if people like and comment it, they will get the guide through in the end. So I should build the systems to, 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 to optimize that. And on average, after some time, you will definitely get a 100, 150K views on each, each uh, uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the average I, 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 I get right now. And then uh, let's say a thousand people per platform will give a comment or a reply on these posts. And from there, I should funnel these people Right. It can be done with different automations to send them the link of the guide, put retargeting on it, and add an additional message that I can funnel them to a group or a community, or at least to capture them in our ecosystem. Um, and I think that would be consistent drivers to grow audiences and to put people in that ecosystem. And if you really understand what's the pain points of the people you want to reach, you can easily host live sessions or let's say a webinar sessions on LinkedIn and push these ones to at least a thousand attendees. And if you organize an, 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 an event, a webinar on LinkedIn from a company page, it will automatically opt in everybody who uh, who's coming to your event, which you can leverage afterwards. You can export that CSV file. You can do a retargeting on it. You can leverage for uh, for email outreach, for, 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 for LinkedIn. So basically, I'm quite confident that if we start such kind of approaches on a consistent way, um, that that will, uh, will definitely be the main drivers of growing to uh, to uh, uh, 80k uh, 83k MRR uh, uh, within a year. Love that man. So when you say retargeting, so it sounds like you're leveraging the automation to for people that I guess we express intent or interest, right? That comment on your post, then you give them a message and say, hey, like notice you appreciated this. Here's a free resource, and then basically that'll probably be gated content, I assume, right? Where they get. Yeah. And then they'll get on your email list. And then you also have them from a retargeting. Is that retargeting on LinkedIn then? Do you just do paid ads retargeting on LinkedIn or other platforms? Um, no, mainly Facebook or Instagram. Oh, Facebook yeah. or what's the other one? Yeah, Facebook uh, retargeting. And then you can do it combined with Instagram based on the email addresses. And okay. You can- so really, that surprises me. How come you don't do it on LinkedIn since since that's where they reside? Why, why, why Facebook? 
Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, it's still in in in, in uh, free time. People will spend most of their times not on uh, on LinkedIn. It's mainly during business hours, and I think Instagram and, and Facebook are definitely worth to 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 leverage because people will spend more free time there. Huh? That surprises me, man. Like, so how, what would you say the percentage of user acquisitions through retargeting then versus like huh. street? Um. Hmm. I think, uh, especially for, for, for pushing webinar attendees uh, about B2B topics, it's, uh, it's a main driver. Really? Okay. Um, and then how many webinars do you do on a monthly basis? Do you have an automated one, live ones? Like, kind of, How do you kind of approach it? Yeah, we, we always uh, host uh, live webinars, um, it's sort of a master classes, which, which I do with, with, with one of our team members. Uh, it's uh, uh, one of the best crowd marketers I, uh, I've met. And uh, he's organizing as well, on top of that, a lot of co-webinars with other industry experts or influencers or people who serve the same audiences, uh, which makes it possible for us to leverage their audience as well. I think that's, yeah. that's, that's also quite in, 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 uh, interesting as a Love strategy that, to, uh, to do. You have done it before to, to, together with, with Andre or... Uh, Andre and Vlad? Or with Vlad, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, a, the A and V team? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Full funnel. I love those guys, man. Yeah. Uh, met Vlad. I actually never met Andre in person, but I've interacted with him a lot online. So, yeah. Both sharp dudes. I've, uh, I've done... I did one of their live uh, podcasts as well, so that was a lot of fun. And, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to reconnect with them. It's been too long. So, okay. So I love that. I guess like in light of that, um, how, so do you have a frequency then you, that you strive for in terms of like co-webinars or live webinars on a monthly basis for the company? Um, yeah, you, you, at the end, you always want to do more sessions than, than in reality are possible. But I think it, it, it's fair enough to say that the preparation, if, if, if you want to do it properly, it at least needs needs to have five weeks uh, uh, before mm-hmm. uh, to to do to do it well prepared to to push it or set as a standard that you want to have a fifteen hundred two thousand signups per per webinar and then maybe a thirty or forty percent will show up in reality um, maybe six a year six seven a year is is a realistic number. So you get fifteen hundred to two thousand and then you, you strive for like thirty to forty percent show up or whatever yeah yeah but that all depends on 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 what's the the system what uh, how active are you engaging with these people how many uh, follow-ups on, on on the sequence you 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 push out and uh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of testing oh yeah can imagine that man so so love that i guess like in light obviously things are going really well you've had massive growth what would you say is the biggest challenge right now that, that you're running into as a company at this growth stage yeah, for, for, for me personally, it's it's uh, I feel I'm more like an early stage startup founder. I, I like to hustle, to grind, to experiment with the growth hack mentality. So so the biggest transition I need needed to understand and made was okay. We 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 need to leverage data driven approaches, and we just as it's a first time successful experience for me as well. Um, we need to bring in more knowledge in the company and actually only focus on people who walked the talk before on certain 
uh, areas to overcome our challenges. If you divide the company challenges at the moment, it's on the self-service side, it's, it's reducing uh, churn. Uh, it sounds quite logical because we never had a proper onboarding. We never spent time on that. We were only focused on user acquisition. Uh, we did not have a proper uh, success team to to teach uh, people in practice how to be successful. We added more and more features in the tool developed, uh, designed by developers. Uh, so the UX was not that that great as well. So a lot low-hanging fruit and things to win there. And I think, on the other hand, it's building the structure of the organization with bringing in the right team leads. And I think we accomplished that somehow. But the next step is how can we make it possible that they're going to work together and not on islands? And that's, that seems, that seems the, 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 the two biggest challenges, in my opinion, we, we, we have right now. If we can solve both of them, and we are working on it on a daily basis. We will grow to 20 million within no time. Wow, love that, man. Yeah, so, so to the user acquisition, it's, um, it, it's actually not a problem. We're bringing in, I think, 2,300 new signups a month, um, but we also lose maybe 1,500 of them. Yeah. Yeah. In the sign-up, so they're not completed. Uh, and then we, we have a particular percentage of people. They have no clue what to do because the guidance and onboarding is not properly and and so on. So there's a lot to win for us. And we came here to this revenue range with, 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 uh, with actually not even a product team. So I try to look at from from a very positive perspective that if we bring in the right people here with the right knowledge, it's quite easy for them to 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 fix at least the percentage of all that low hanging fruit, which will yeah give us opportunity to 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 again grow super super fast like we did in the early days. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, unfortunately, we're up on time right now. However, where can people find you? Where can they find out more about Expandy and, and check out what you're doing? Because like, like I said, I get, I'll personally endorse, I've seen what, what Stefan produces and puts out there in his company. He's got some really good, like actionable non-fluff that is, is definitely worth checking out. So really been blown away by what he's put out there. So where can people find you? Where can they find out more about Expandy? Uh, about Expandy or people who want to learn about LinkedIn outreach tactics strategies should recommend to uh, to go to our blog expandy.io slash blog and the people who want to follow my founder journey I'm uh, I'm quite active on Twitter it's uh, Smilders Stefan and yeah of course on LinkedIn where I try to do the same excellent man well I just followed you on Twitter I did not know you were that active on that platform so I'll be checking that out, but it was awesome having you on the show, man. Really, really enjoyed kind of our, our walkthrough and it, you know, obviously took way too long to get scheduled. I'll yeah. blame that on me. Yeah. I'll take the ownership of that, <laughs> but uh, it's really, really great to have you on, man. Yeah. It's great to see you again. I, uh, yeah, I really hope to see you uh, as one of the upcoming US events, maybe at SaaS Open again next, uh, next year. In, uh... Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see each other again. Yeah, Definitely. No, no doubt about that. Or in Texas and then... Uh, we can have some fun again, right? Yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on, Stefan. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Loved having you on. And we will catch you all on the next episode. 
Thank you for checking out The Scale Up Show. My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.